Hi, welcome to Chats Over Coffee with my yoga teacher, the podcast where a comedian talks to his yoga teacher. Um, I feel like I should elaborate on that. The comedian's me. Um, should we just do the show? Here it is. Okay. So what? what... I don't like doing sound checks. Sorry. No, it's all right. It's just it's really awkward because I have to do sound checks when I'm doing tour support, and I don't know. I just do not know what to say. You're supposed to go check, check, check. No one does that. <laughs> Maybe because it's hack. I don't know. It's stupid because the, you're in front of all of the tech people and they know you're doing. You know, they know you're a comedian, so so you sort of feel like, am I supposed to say something funny <gasps> now? Like I don't know, some daft catchphrase or something. I've heard that a good thing to do is to talk about what you have for breakfast. Oh, okay. So I try and do that now. So what did you have for breakfast? But I had porridge with blueberries and a banana. That's pretty good. I've only recently started putting bananas in my porridge, and it is a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> You've never had any bananas in your porridge? Never, in all these, all these years. My dad told me he saw something on daytime TV recently, which said that we're eating bananas in the wrong direction. I don't mean upside down, because they say that monkeys open them upside down, don't they? Yeah, you're supposed to hold it by the little sticky part yeah, and, and then, then open yeah. it from the bottom. But I'm not a monkey, so... Well, you're very <laughs> insistent on that point. But <laughs> They're the experts in bananas, though. I've always found it a bit like... I don't know if pretentious is the right word, but I always found it one of, like, one of those <laughs> annoying things where people are like, ooh, you have to hold your banana this way around. You think it's pretentious to do it like a monkey? I mean, <laughs> yeah, sort of weird I don't thing, know. isn't it? <laughs> I think the humans are the pretentious ones. Like, or actually, the more refined way of eating it is this way. But that wasn't what you were talking about. No, no, this, that was not what I was talking about. So apparently you're supposed to eat bananas. So if you imagine it eating it side on. Like a corn on the cob. Yeah, sort of. But there's no middle on it, so that doesn't really make any sense. Well, no, you just sort of nibble around the sides of it. What? Okay, okay. And, and if you do that, then apparently it tastes sweeter. I have been experimenting with this. I feel like, I don't know if it's, it's, if it's like... Because it's been, or we've been primed for it, or whether it genuinely is, but I found it maybe has something to it. This sounds like someone wanting everyone to eat their bananas like idiots. They're sat at home right now going, they believe me, there's a load of people out there right now eating their bananas like corn on the cubs. <laughs> if I may introduce my 50th Seinfeld reference in this, <laughs> <laughs> there's an episode of Seinfeld where someone eats a Snickers with a knife and fork. And then so someone copies it and then everyone starts doing it and you go to like a, a cafe and everyone's eating uh, Snickers with a knife and fork and M&M's with a spoon and stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> but I did would try the banana thing. Okay. I mean, you're going to be primed to sort of feel like it's bollocks now, aren't you? You're, you know, you're going to be really yeah. insisting like, that it's not. Nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> After like do it first thing in the morning, have a cup of water, have a have a bite of the same banana have some water, and then eat the banana around the side. That's, like, the only way to really tell, isn't it? Don't just try not to go into it too judgmentally, like, because it's not... <laughs> that won't be Never. an empirical experiment, will it? <laughs> what did you have for breakfast? I had a piece of toast with peanut butter and a cup of green tea. And then I was going to have a piece of fruit, but then it just didn't happen. But if it helps, I had a salad for lunch. It's not what I asked you, but... <laughs> You're trying to make up for it with the salad. Yeah, I'm trying to make up the the fact that I just had a piece of toast for breakfast yeah. with uh, <laughs> no veggies or fruit or anything. 
It's all right. As long as you're happy admitting that, that's okay. I do like peanut mm. butter, but it just gets all stuck in the roof of your mouth. What you need is whole earth peanut butter. I think that's the brand. There's a brand of peanut butter that I buy that is like liquidy. It's like honey. It's more. You can even put it in your porridge and stuff or your overnight oats. I used to do that when I worked. Well, as you know, I live on the porridge season and the muesli season. So okay. the porridge season go. is currently in, in process. And then when yeah. it gets to about April, May, the porridge season ends and the muesli season is quite short, the muesli season. In England. <laughs> yeah, in England it is, yeah. So it gets about September and then it's the porridge season again. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether we've just been the two most boring people in the world for 10 minutes now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah okay cool well that's that's the sound check over then okay, there <laughs> yes. you if disney approached you and asked you to do something you wouldn't turn them down because it's well like, i don't disney? know i have my morals <laughs> okay well disney maybe was an anti-semite so i'm not you know song of the south is a racist film and okay well maybe you would turn them down but i know everyone's got a price <laughs> i just mean like you know you almost wouldn't say no to a large like that would be you know an amazing thing for your career you know like there's um i found this really surprising there's this woman her name is Yona Linton, and she is a Swedish woman, and she did a piece in a magazine that I have from America called Enchanted Living, and she was talking about living in the north of Sweden, and she has a YouTube channel. And Disney approached her, and she does the music in Frozen. She, right. It's her voice that does the music, at the very least in the last Frozen film, so the third one. But she played a played, you know... Her piece is there in that because of her, who she is. And now she's like quite famous for that. I mean, obviously not famous as in like Brad Pitt, but I mean, like she's she's well known now and, and her artwork that she kind of does as well sells for a lot of money. So even though it's a bit like, I, f- I don't know how I feel about it because she never, they only did just, a, they found her like that. And like, I'm really pleased that it's, that it's worked, but it's also a bit like, is that how we work these days? That you have to have a presence on some sort of platform somewhere to make your career big? Well, why do you think I'm doing this? <laughs> <laughs> well, apart from because it's pleasant. But, I mean... <laughs> yeah, because you like talking to me. Yeah, of course, yeah. I, I learn every time, you see. That's why I did it. But it is, I don't know, it feels like um, if you can prove that you've got an audience without being given the permission to have one by a tv executive then that's more power to in something in a sort of um democratic or what's social mobility way that's i kind of like that more in some ways because it's yeah it's just like are you choosing a part of me just wonders you know are you choosing these people because they have followers or are you choosing them because you've happened to find them because they have followers well, why they do they have followers they're for. presumably doing something people like for the reason that they have followers in the first place so obviously yeah. that comes with its own other issues and stuff why have you got a big facebook following because you don't necessarily build up a good following through nice reason you because obviously the way that mm. algorithms work on social media is kind of on outrage and stuff isn't it so you can build up a a big social media following for being some grifter. <laughs> well, there's loads yeah. of them. So, you know, there's problems with everything, isn't there? But it's just, mm. they're different problems. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah, know. different. TV's actually kind of like not as big as YouTube now in many ways, if that sounds surprising at all. 
Because yeah. when I talk to other acts that actually do tours, they sell more tickets by doing a big podcast or stuff on their own social media rather than making an appearance on a TV show. Mm. It doesn't shift tickets anymore. So a promoter in Leeds who's been around for 15 years or something, yeah, the traditional model would be if someone was going to be on live at the Apollo for the first time, their touring show would sell out the day after they'd been on the show. But now it makes no difference. Really? Yeah, yeah. The viewing figures are a lot lower, but also just either people just don't watch TV or like, yeah. or maybe just a certain demographic watches TV. Because uh, let's say our generation, like it makes myself sound like I'm young, but <laughs> which I'm increasingly less young as time has gone on. But, oh, aren't we all? <laughs> like I'm older than last time I spoke to you as well, which is... Oh, my God. I said, will it ever end... <laughs> Well, well, it yep. will actually, but, that, <laughs> but I don't want that either. So, but, but, so yeah, what was I saying? Oh, losing my memory now and my age. But yeah, so our generation sort of doesn't consume media in the way that you would like 20 years ago when you only had so many channels and you'll watch the same thing and stuff because it's all yeah. bespoke media. And people, like, people that are younger than us, Zoomers or whatever, so, <laughs> I like the phrase Zoomers. Do you like that phrase? I don't, uh, I don't think I've heard it. Oh, it's because it's Gen Z, isn't it? So they're Zoomers instead of Boomers. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. It's okay. Right. I thought he was going to blow you away with that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right. Okay. So, Make a the- note of that. Did not work. Mm. Not very funny. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, I don't want to talk to... Well, anybody really, but like people with a generation younger than me, I, I, I'm going to guess like they'd hardly watch TV at all. I bet they're mm. all just on TikTok all day or YouTube, and that's how they. So people that have a successful YouTube and stuff don't even need to be on television. Like if you're like someone that wants to, yeah. no, not just comics, but like people that are doing stuff that you can perform live and you want to sell live tickets, then yeah. you don't even need to be on TV to mm. to have these massive selling shows i mean i don't know the names of some of these people but i do hear like about sort of youtubers or like booking their own shows at a theater or something and i've never heard of them and they sell out because like yeah that's you know they don't even need it tv's tv's over man i would say that that's (laughs) (laughs) i would say that that's probably true for a lot of um topics you know like it definitely would be true for yoga teachers like you don't really tend to get stuff like fitness on tv anyway you used to you used to like have um mr motivator and stuff on <laughs> yeah but they used to sell vhs's didn't they yeah yeah like when you like... could buy the vhs's of them and stuff <laughs> now own something outright <gasps> don't be ridiculous you must pay me monthly for that or, or, or you probably get those old vhs's someone's probably ripped into youtube now haven't they so you can watch yeah you can watch ni- 90s mr motivator and his mustache <laughs> now, in his pomp yeah know. well that okay maybe that was like one of the first things to go off tv then when we didn't really decide that we needed uh <laughs> fitness on tv so definitely that's gone i just think that there's so many people in the world and everybody's quite well, the younger generation are what they call digital natives and stuff, which meaning like like they grew up using phones and things. So, or phones as we know them, little computers in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so they're they're more comfortable finding information and and entertainment and whatever it is they need in a different way. Whereas if you if you if you only really used your phone as a phone 
and then all of a sudden you had options to use it as more than that, you still might not because it just might not like what you bothered about. I'll just do it, you know, this way, like I've always done. But I mean, I suppose that kind of digital nativeness comes with its ups and downs. Well, you just get a very bespoke media consumption then, don't you? So Yeah, but what I mean is like they all, they know if you press this button, this happens. But when that doesn't happen, they have no idea why. And in general, it can come across as being quite dim. Whereas someone like, <laughs> right, yeah. I'm making a little bit of generalization yeah, here, obviously. But, you get upset um, all our young listeners now. <laughs> but hear me out, hear me out. I'm just saying that if you grew up from the beginning, and this is the same with anything. So you could take this in science and everything. If you grew up in the age of it coming into being, so phones didn't, you know, mobile phones weren't around, say, when you were 10 years old, like we have them. But you did have computers, but then you used dial-up. And then you upgraded from dial-up to, like, you know, your broadband. And then that upgraded again. And then you had your heart, your big computers that went on a desk. They were massive with massive screens. And then that got better. And then, and you lived through the changes. And you knew how things worked as they were changing. You could follow the process better. And you know how things are and why they are the way they are. If you're just thrown in at the end, it would be a lot to learn. So I'm not saying that someone should learn it. I'm saying it's a lot to cover if you're just thrown in. So like you don't end up having that kind of knowledge in the background of how th- how things are, why they are the why they- way they are. Like I'm finding that right now with my science stuff because we're covering quantum mechanics. And a lot of it is like, well, this didn't work. So we've just decided to throw in this random letter and we'll call it this. And when we add this number, then it works. It's like, oh my God, it's so stupid. <laughs> but it's obviously from the beginning them kind of slowly tweaking it over time to make it compare to the results that they're getting you know if you if you say it should do this and then your result does something completely different you're trying to make it work in a sense make it match your result i'm, I'm trusting quantum mechanics even less now <laughs> from what you're saying i know right <laughs> <laughs> i've got no more time for experts so. <laughs> <laughs> They, they don't. They can't even, you know, p- predict simple equations. <laughs> well, this was like what nineteen twenties when they kind of first started with all this. Maybe even after that, nineteen forties, something like that, around Einstein's time when they started like really poking around and going. You know, we've we've predicted this is what the graph should look like for this release of energy and instead of going straight up and continuous it does this and makes this curve why is that well it's because of you know quantum tunneling or something and it's like oh right well we're just based you know because people have talked about this where they basically say like it's as if you throw a tennis ball at a wall and then every now and then it just goes through Mm. it's just like there's no reason why that would happen but it does so we have to take into account or something it's very complicated in 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 a very like your mind doesn't want to understand it kind of way See, what you're just saying in this analogy here is that you and quantum mechanics is very similar to someone from the generation below us growing up with iPhones. And so when that goes wrong, you can't go backwards because you weren't there in the 20s with Einstein coming up with this thing in the first place. Well, Einstein was 40s, but yeah, exactly. I'm sure Einstein was around in the 20s, he just hadn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his best period, if you ask me. I like the early stuff. <laughs> it's more real, you know. Sold out, didn't he, in the 30s, 40s. Started doing those adverts for the... Yeah, for, you remember them? Energy efficiency equals more cash to you. Do you remember those adverts? I'd hate to be a dead, famous figure that they just like... 
resurrect for adverts to get some vote to dress up as you and pretend that you're endorsing, you know, fridges or something. Like, oh, yeah. gosh. That's just like sullying the memory of Einstein. I don't know what his ethics were. On, uh, I don't know. I think he was pretty happy when he was in, living in the US, you know, like kind of, I would say near the end, but I don't mean near the end as in years. I mean, like, you know, however long he was living in the US, being pretty, pretty happy. So he went to a lot of parties and stuff, didn't he? Did he? Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Was, uh... He used to rub elbows with the big wigs and stuff. I don't know. Anyway, hmm. I'm not an Einstein expert, so I'm going to stop there. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so, so did you have an incident the other day with uh, a vegan incident that you're unhappy yeah. and you want to talk I about? Wanted, I wanted to talk to you about this okay. because I've had this thought in the past and then the other day I checked it out and I'm right. So right. I just wanted to confirm that first for starters. So this is um, all for posterity to just say that you're <laughs> correct about a thing and now we've got it on well, the Well, I mean, record, I'm correct so. as far as, you know, Googling works. Um, <laughs> as correct as quantum theorists were 20 no, 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 no. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So basically, we're looking for a couch. We want a new couch. Our couch is like uh, six years old and it's starting to like, it needs some love if, you, if the couch needs some love you should uh, give it away to swingers that's what you should do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear <laughs> <laughs> sorry so <laughs> so we want a couch so we started looking for couches and basically i've decided it's nearly impossible to find a nice cotton couch almost all couches are made from plastic so you might think oh don't be ridiculous the couch is super soft. Yeah, super soft polyester. You know, it's all like various forms of plastic, probably that your clothes are normally made out of some stuff, you know, like that fleecy material you can get. I don't want a plastic couch. I've just decided I don't want, I'm, I'm getting rid of my carpets. I'm putting hardware floors in. I don't want a plastic couch. So we started looking at stuff and uh, you can kind of find the odd thing here and there or some specialists down in London that'll happy make you like a organic couch, organic cotton couch or something. And it's like obviously really expensive and it's made for London people. So they're not expecting enough to ship it, you know, all this kind of stuff. So it's been really difficult to find anything. And uh, we found, Andrew found something that said suitable for vegans. And he just looked at me and he just went, this is plastic. How is this suitable for vegans? So we looked into it a little bit to, to just double check. But plastic is not suitable for vegans. Right. So this is greenwashing. And really, it, it should not be allowed. Because the majority of plastics, especially plastic bags, are made with... Um, I've written it down, so I don't get uh, this wrong. Uh -huh. <laughs> they're made with slipping agents. That's what they're called. Which are made from animal fats. Obviously, they're made for, they're held together by glue. So there's usually a lot of glue in plastics, which is made from hooves. And it also regularly contains animal stomach acid to help break down the chemicals and make the plastic the plastic that it is. Wow. So on top of all of that, actually manufacturing plastic is not vegan. So anything that says it's vegan because it's made of plastic is wrong. And then that's <laughs> forgetting the fact that plastic is made from crude oil which is from zooplankton and algae. So maybe you could say some of it's pl plant-based, but the other half of it is going to be from little zooplanktons, which are animals. They're the, in the animal kingdom. I just couldn't believe it. That badge on that, that couch website that said their plastic couches were vegan <laughs> really got my goat. <laughs> well, enjoy your wooden stools then. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I will. <laughs> you have an uncomfortable behind for the rest of your life, but you'll have the 
the moral high ground. <laughs> <laughs> when you meet our maker, your conscience is clear, isn't it? So. Yep. Yeah. Yep, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that. I, I, I mean, I've said this before. I'm, I'm not a vegan anyway. Yeah. I don't have a full vegan lifestyle. I wouldn't say that anyway. But I just that badge, that massive badge on their website. I just wanted to smack someone. <laughs> Oh. Anyway, so, so that's okay. my plastic couch rant over with. All right, well, I'm glad. <laughs> I hope that was cathartic for you. And if anyone listening to the podcast knows of a place to get nice couches, please tell me. <laughs> Maybe I have to build my own couch. <laughs> You're definitely not going to go ahead and buy a couch. You're not going to just give in. You're going to fight this, or I haven't given in. Haven't given in. That's not. That's not English, is it? No. <laughs> See, I told you I was tired today. I haven't yet, anyway. We will see. I don't know if we want to take bets on that or not. <laughs> it's difficult. I mean, you know, plastic's so ubiquitous that it's like... I mean, if you're going to, like, say you can't have a vegan couch, you can't have a vegan laptop, you won't be able to have a vegan, like... Basically, it's such a, it's such it's a great... It's a great material, plastic, isn't it? Yeah. So... Yeah, it'll kill us all probably, but it's, uh, oh, damn, it's made the life good. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Well, it's so versatile, isn't it? But it's okay because you can get that vegan leather plastic. Oh, which is also can't be, I suppose. Nope. (laughs) How picky of a vegan do you want to be? I don't know. I find it really difficult. Well, if you're going to be an absolutist, you wouldn't do anything, would you? I know, exactly. You've got to find your own balance in life, right? Unless you're going to be a hermit, go live in a cave or something with some scruffy cotton clothes and some nettle soup. I quite like nettles. I had nettle, used to drink nettle tea. That was all right. I quite like nettle tea. Yeah, I've never made time. my own nettle tea, though. I always feel like a big baby because I'm not sure what part of the plant you're supposed to eat. I mean, I know it's leaves, but I mean, I don't know. Like, it always says, like, oh, don't get the old leaves, get the young leaves. And, and I'm, I just, so I've never actually made it fresh. I've only ever had like tea bags. And, yeah, that's any other I've had as well. So mm. I don't know if you have fresh nettle tea, if it tastes better, or if you end up just like end up grabbing the wrong leaves and getting stingy throat syndrome or something. Yeah, <laughs> Hopefully, when you cook it, that doesn't happen. You have a dock leaf chaser or something. <laughs> I saw someone I saw recently saying that dock leaves don't actually do anything other than just act as a placebo effect. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I have to look into it to be honest. No. I always thought. They did something, but I I don't know. I haven't been stung by nettles for a long time, which is uh, mm. you know, good and uncomfortable, yeah. isn't it? They're always a bit of a surprise, aren't they? Because you're like, oh, and then you're like, oh, I got stung by nettles. <laughs> and yeah. then you're just like really surprised because like, but it's a, it's just a plant, but it hurts. <laughs> well, what is annoying about it is when it's a longer lasting sort of thing. Like I don't mind being stung by something and eventually the plant is basically telling me, can you leave me alone? Yeah. Right. So if the plant stings me, then I'll be like, "Yeah, all right, mate. You know, chill out. I'm not <laughs> like I'm moving on." But if they sting me like the nettles do, and it hurts for hours afterwards, mm-hmm. I guess that's just a to them. It's a little bit more of a deterrent, isn't it, for me to bother them again? But on a personal level, I would get the message quite quickly. So mm. I think it's rather unfair that I'm being severely penalised by these nettles because they could have quite easily just been pricked me once and I'm like, oh, yeah. it has to be a long lasting memory yeah it has to yeah, go into your long term that's the point you that's know? the point I guess isn't it so. <laughs> it's just too fatiguing in my opinion to 
try and do everything right. That sounds quite defeatist, but you know what I mean? It's just like someone tells me, like, if you had a slightly different... I know, like, you're obviously genuinely really angry about this couch, but um, <laughs> if, 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 you know, slightly changed the tone of the conversation and, and changed a few things around and I wanted to buy a couch and you were telling me that, like, I shouldn't buy certain couches and stuff like that, that would annoy me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not mean? telling you not to buy yeah, the couch. Not. I'm I telling you not. not to tell me that the couch is vegan yeah, 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 because yeah, it yeah, isn't. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Okay, so but you can just... buy the non-vegan couch all you want. You could go buy a real leather couch if you want. Yeah. Okay, but uh, are you not really one of these people that goes around to vegans' houses and interrogates them about their couch buying? That would be funny. Be, I haven't well, done that, but now I think I will. Yeah. <laughs> You think you're vegan, but because you know, you think you're vegan, but what's your clothes made out of plastic? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all, well, yeah, I suppose they don't. Yeah, yeah. I just think you can't. But, if you're going to be an absolutist about it and have strong morals about it, and that you can't 100% win anyway. You can only really do your mm, best. That's what I think. Yeah. So that's why I'll never Absolutely. like. I don't put in my Twitter bio. It doesn't say vegetarian or anything in it because yeah, it sort of yeah. feel like well. You know, I'm not morally pure in that. I mean, vegetarianism isn't even morally pure if you're talking about animal yeah. treatment and stuff, anyway. But like, yeah. because you, every milk cow yes, becomes a burger. We all know this is a very <laughs> preachy chat. This is. I'm mean, be careful. Let me chase people hey, away by moralising. <laughs> like, we already annoyed Generation Sorry. Z, and now we're annoying anybody that still like, has a still has a couch. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> you and your plastic couches. Yeah, <laughs> well, this comes back. Like, I know. Oh, sorry. I, go on. I was just saying, like, I, I can't like broadcast myself on online as being like that, having that side of my identity mm. is like in stone, and because that's mm. a, that's a political slash moral like statement, isn't it? So that like yeah. holds me up to, and I'm not saying I'm not holding myself up to any standards at all or anything but like mm. if, if it's almost like you're only held accountable to yourself you don't yeah. have to try and be held accountable by other people's opinions of you because that's where it kind of goes downhill doesn't yeah, it if that's... you have to try and justify who you are to someone else Ugh. yeah i think that's <laughs> I what i was saying <laughs> in a slightly less concise manner so and then like if you get famous and then you go somewhere and they have some squidgy sweets in a bowl and you have one and someone catches you on camera they'll exactly, be like he's not a vegetarian yeah. he had a squidgy sweet yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> I that's gonna be front page of the daily mail if i'm ever <laughs> i do think that like in in general um you know that's why you know when we talk i mean it was a while ago now but when we talked about you know, yoga philosophy, and the very first of the eight limbs is ahimsa, which is non-harming. But you have to find your own peace with that because that is nearly impossible these days. Mm. You know, you know, we discussed how like you could have perhaps you could go out and you know do something yourself on your own time in your own you know back and maybe grow some roses and then give them to someone. But if you go to the store and buy roses, it's you know they could be not fair trade. There is all the you know. Uh, greenhouse gases released in terms of growing them and transporting them to your store and maybe they're wrapped in plastic i mean there's a lot like 
you can't, you have to, you can't be ab- absolutist. You can't. You have to have some way of making sense of it for yourself and decide for yourself how far you can go. It could turn a little bit into the four Yorkshiremen sketch from Monty Python, though, couldn't it? Like, uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, I'm a bit more morally superior to you because I don't eat this particular thing and I don't have a couch and I don't have a. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I don't like, have a couch. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. I think the biggest thing that bothers me is people have to have the information to be able to make their own decisions. So if you boldface lie and tell me that that couch is a vegan couch when it's made from plastic and it has glue in it and it has, you know, animal acid, stomach acid, it's just a lie. People can buy however many plastic or leather or whatever shoes and couches they want. But if they think they're not buying what they're buying, that's when there's an issue. No, I reckon that's that's fine. You should get them for trading standards. That's what you should. Uh... Going to email trading standards and say they're sorry, their couches are <laughs> are vegan. They are not vegan. <laughs> no, they were like, oh, I bet this is a yoga teacher. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, but... Oh dear. Yeah, I'm on your side. <laughs> I was for you to say that plastic wasn't vegan because it's made of dinosaurs. Because isn't it oil? Well, mm. I thought. I mean, I had this thought like years ago. But when I looked it up, apparently it's, it's zooplankton. Not so. Okay. I don't know how much of it is actually it's not, made from dinosaurs. Neither, it didn't. Zooplankton didn't die. There, there isn't a farm of zooplankton, is there? For, to make yeah, that's a good point. There, so it's not, I was actually going to mention that, and I forgot. But obviously, we didn't kill the, the zooplankton with the intention of turning it into something. It's like thousands it of years dead. ago, wasn't it? Like, yeah. In yeah, a yeah, way, yeah. It's, in a way, you're, you're justifying its life by using it. in... <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you like as that? long as you're not holding it together with animal fat or something, right? Also, I'm not. I mean, I think that's nice, though, isn't it? When you think when you die, wouldn't it be quite nice for extraterrestrials to use your body to make their, you know, motor cars and seats? Kind of creepy, but yeah, okay, we can we wouldn't can say, nice? we could go with that. It's a circle of life, isn't it? I kind of like the idea of like there is that thing where you could put someone in an egg and then the tree grows out the top. And they're under the tree in the tree room. You put someone, not, not someone who's alive in it, a dead person. A dead yes, person, that's correct. It, yeah. It's like a four. It's like a different type of coffin. It's not a, your traditional coffin. It's like egg shaped or something. Okay. And you you put them in like the fetal position or something, and then they fit into this egg, and then that egg is buried like you would a coffin, but it's not got any preservatives or anything, so it just biodegrades, oh, and then God. the tree is on top or something. I thought that sounded really sweet. So, like, instead of having a graveyard full of headstones, you could have a graveyard full of trees, and each tree is a person. Sounds like the most macabre Easter egg hunt. In- <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? God. Right. Well, that sounds horrific, I think. <laughs> Also, I'm sure that glue isn't... Are you sure glue is made out of hooves now? Or is that just like an archaic thing? It's both. Glue is made out of... Because every part in the West, we don't like to use every part of an animal. But when an animal goes to a proper slaughterhouse, not like a butcher, that's, that's debatable, but say like a proper big slaughterhouse, every part of the animal is used for something. It's very unlikely that they'll throw anything away. So, yes, some glues are still made from animal hooves and stuff because it's it would just be wasted if they didn't use it for something. Do you get vegan glue then? I don't know. It's not something that I really looked up. I don't tend to buy much glue. Well, something you might have to look out for now. <laughs> so. Oh, for God's sake, what have I got myself into? <laughs> well, I'm look at the, I've got some glue downstairs. I have to look at the ingredients. Yeah, and, see um, if it says. 
But will it be like some weird word that I don't like? Probably. Pritstick? Pritstick can't be bones and hooves, yeah. can it? Sure, mm. it's got to be. You're not going to use prick stick to make a couch, though, are you? So. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> trying to make a couch with some prick? It's a Blue Peter couch, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, for sure. So, but, but the animal fat thing is definitely true. Yeah, and it's called a slipping agent. It's like I said, every part of the animal is used. So a part of me is like, oh, that's good. No waste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, well, then yeah a, but then another part of me is like, but how many <laughs> do we need to be doing this? <laughs> So are you saying in this utopian future where we're not eating meat and we're just growing it and stuff, we're not gonna have yeah. any we're not gonna have any glue. <laughs> Everything's just gonna be staples. Fall apart? You know? Staples. <laughs> Screws. They don't tell you that. There's all these people clamoring for us to eat less meat and stuff and what, and we give like... in if we give in to them, our cars are gonna fall apart. <laughs> I feel like I've opened a can of worms. <laughs> Uh, well good luck in your couch search and stuff I suppose. thank but you anyway i have a homework for you some things are going well though aren't they i mean did you hear <laughs> that the um you know that great big load of plastic in a like plastic island in the in the sea that's getting smaller yeah. is it yeah oh that's great apparently i don't know yeah i mean i haven't gone and checked <laughs> just a bit of ca- to counteract all the doom and gloom yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah anyway so you've got some homework anyway i've got some homework for you before our next thing i want you to have a think not a research don't mm-hmm. research it just think about it just think um what does yoga what is yoga to you and what does it mean and what would you say is your definition of yoga right i don't answer that now that's for the next time is it why have you got an answer right now no okay not really <laughs> And we can talk Even about if it I next did, time. It means this this ends on tenterhooks now, doesn't it? So everyone's like, yeah. well, I really want to know. You've got to tune in next yeah, time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. right. Should we leave it there then? I think so. Hey, uh, that's the end. You made it. Congratulations. I hope that wasn't too much of an ordeal for you, which is a terrible way of saying I hope you enjoyed the show. And please come back in two weeks when we'll be talking about well, I'll have some homework to finish. Uh, but we'll be talking about some other stuff as well. If you haven't heard the other episodes, they don't really, I don't think they really age in such a way that they're not sort of about current events. So dip in whenever you want. And word of mouth is fantastic. So if you do know anybody that you think would be interested in the show, please tell them. Or you can give us a nice review on iTunes. We haven't had one of those for ages. I'm not trying to guilt trip anybody. Or share our posts on social media or, or privately in your little WhatsApp groups or whatever you want to do. Anything is appreciated even if we don't know about it we will see you soon 